Hi, welcome to Tree Impressions, the podcast that gives you, the listeners, our impressions of trees. I'm your host, or one of your hosts, Dustin Marcello, certified arborist and uh, track certified through the ISA. Along with me is my other host, Rustin Marcello. Thank you, Dusty, and happy to be here. Tree Impressions was uh, inspired by what we do on a day-to-day basis and and how trees uh, uh, impress impress upon us in our environment (laughs) and how we impress upon them. Yeah. Uh, So, um, Dusty, I do have to have you tell us just a little bit more about your background with trees because we will be playing this game later on um, called Everyone's Got Choices. And you're going to have to answer some questions. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been doing tree work for... Well, I've been doing tree work when, you know, when I was, uh, since I was 19. Started in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I know there's not a lot of trees there, but there are a lot of palm trees, cottonwoods, elms, palo verdes, uh, mesquites. So there was trees to prune. Nothing like we have here in the Pacific Northwest by any stretch of the imagination. However, I did have an awesome opportunity uh, to work a number of years. Um, at the Bellagio during its opening. So I was a gardener there for two years. Beautiful casino. Oh, I mean. Forget about it. Still the same. Forget I mean, about just, it's, <clears throat> it's held up. Steve Wynn was an amazing. I mean, that dude, Steve Wynn, he would walk around the casino at blind night. Blind as a bat. Blind as a bat. But he, could te- he would tell people like to move things. Something wasn't straightened up right. Yeah, that that dude. Do was... you remember those commercials where they had him standing on the ledge of one of his casinos with his arms stretched out? Oh, yeah. And everybody laughed about that because they were like, "The only way you got the guy to do it is because he's blind." Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yeah, offset. Well, obviously, um, if you haven't noticed, uh, my name's Dustin and his name's Rustin, and yes, we are twins, and we grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, together. So from there. Um, I worked pretty extensively with Davy Tree. Um, went to Kent, Ohio for a blink. Um, San Francisco, um, and then moved out here to the Pacific Northwest to Hurricane Katrina. Well, that's when I moved out to Pacific Northwest. They sent me to Hurricane Katrina, getting, getting trees off of houses, saving babies, saving babies, um, and then um, from there, I've just been doing residential tree trimming. Right. Yep. I've seen I've seen a lot and I've got probably I just for whatever I just think a little differently than a few arborists um, I don't buy into absolutely everything because I've just seen too much you're crazy you're a weird dude no I think you're smart you've been around it enough and it's hilarious to find out kind of what you're <clears throat> going to say on about some of these questions I did pull them out of uh, some research I've been doing in order to become an arborist uh, called, uh, the title of the book is 100 Tree Myths by Alex L. Shigo. So here we go. Justin. Hold on, and if you're not familiar with Alex L. Shigo, he is considered the father of modern arboriculture. S-H-I-G-O. I, I happen to have a signed copy of one of his books. Just geek, I just geek. I, I just I just geek out a little bit. Um, the guy, much I think maybe this is where I get it from, is Shigo just had some very, very um, 
just insightful. Yeah, profound thoughts, especially on his pruning. Yeah, very I mean, zen. And, yeah, and so that he came out with this book, A Hundred Tremus, and it's obviously uh, definitely a book in every arborist's closet, hopefully. Made Times top 100 informational Did it really? publications of the century. Really? I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'd believe it. I think um, so. Anyways, I, maybe even some of these myths might be a little dated, but um, anyways, it's a good start. Here we go. Okay. So, uh, this is titled, uh, Everybody's Got Choices. So, anybody can plant a tree? Yep. Lots of mulch is good? Yep. Trees heal wounds? Nope. There's an set angle for correct pruning cuts? Yep. Wound dressing stop rot? Nope. Decay is a disease? Yep. Heartwood contains living cells? Nope. Possible to select a species of trees resistant to the spread of disease? Yep. And speed up decay. Nope. Good job. Good job. Whew. Good. Boy, I went through that pretty quick. Yeah, you did. So cool. we're going to... Hopefully I can oh, justi I wrote, justify I my answer. <laughs> yep. I, it was a real check, easy checklist for me. Yep or nope. So let's go to your first one. And you said, yep. And I disagree. But you can go ahead and, and, uh, and explain. So what was it? What was the question? Anybody can plant a tree? You bet. Yeah. Anybody can plant a tree. You're right. Anybody who has a shovel. <laughs> I have seen it. And a couple dollars. And I'm in the business of typically correcting trees planted in the wrong place. Why is planting a tree in the wrong place? might sound kind of uh, elemental, but why is planting a tree in the wrong place such a bad thing? Well, I'll make the analogy about when people go to get a dog typically uh -huh. right? right there's some investigate what kind of dog does it shed <laughs> you know does it bite is it good around kids hey these are all excellent anybody questions anybody can buy a dog yeah and anybody can buy a dog and that's why i said anybody can plant a tree yeah so um anybody? these are excellent questions and i think about it to even you know to ask about a potential tree you know like is it going to have a thorn i've got kids oh some people too I love blueberries. Yeah, well, so do um, insects. So when people have fruit trees, I always ask them, like, you got kids? They're like, yep. It's like, okay, well, you're going to have wasps. Yeah, pollinators. Yeah, and you're going to have some bees, okay? But uh, it's the wasps that are the pain in the... Oof. Yeah. Oof, They're not the fun. nests. So they, but it just, it's management. You know. Anyway, so what... Oof. I digress. What do we do next? That's a topic all on its own, planting a tree. Um, lots of mulch is good. You said yep. I said yep. I said yep. And I know where the book is going with it. Now, I'm going to back up for just one second because I said the word good is so subjective. What yeah. you think is good, somebody else might think is good. And I have, I'm an English teacher by trait. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What is good mulch? What is potentially bad mulch? If both are good, is there a difference? I think what the book's getting. Like? I think the book is going more towards too much mulch, and in mm. that case, when you don't, in order for decomposition to happen, you've got to have microorganisms and you have to have nitrogen as well. Okay. And so, that mulch and that stuff is going to pull that nitrogen out of the soil, in order for it to break down. And unfortunately, because there isn't like thousands and 
a you know millions of years of decomposition happening it too much mulch can be a bad thing in that in that aspect but a lot of mulch you'll start to see layers forming right and that's what we want to see we want to start seeing layers form um, you can peel back probably that top layer you'll start to see that white mycelium well, should, should it should it feel like something should it smell like something should smell sweet should yeah smell too like much sweet? too much mulch um, an, an indication of having too much mulch like cinnamon smell sucker branches coming up and because oh, you're gonna yeah. have mulch sitting around the base of that tree it's gonna stay wet and you're gonna really have a bad interaction between on that root flare you know that junction of trunk and root uh-huh that's the root flare. Right. Well, we get soil built up or too much mulch built up. They'll start to rot right in there. You know, that 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 bark, if you will, needs to be exposed. Right. Cool. Um, the next one is trees heal wounds. Like, um, so if I were to take a knife out and uh-huh. stab this tree in the kidney, right. okay, or uh, you know, cut off one of its limbs, uh-huh. you know, with the chainsaw or something. So here's the difference. Here's the difference. What? Okay. Okay. So, a tree can be wounded. However, that wound will never heal. If I stabbed you, no, don't in the kidneys, like you said. Like you've tried. Like I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I stabbed you in the kidneys. Um, at some point, if you recover and you don't die from your wound, I know you will. Um, you're you're too much like me. So that that kidney will eventually become fully functional. Right. Now you cut a limb off, or a lawnmower hits a tree, strikes it. That wound is always going to be there, and that tree is going to actually kind of like it's going to what they call wound over, but it's kind of like grow over. Compart and what the tree's also going to do is compartmentalize that that wound off. Those those cells around that area are going to harden off. I think there's a chemical change in there to prevent decay from moving forward. And then the tree begins to use its resources to seal that wound off, grow over the top of it, so that decay can't or insects or anything can't enter into that. Right. Um, too many of those wounds either vehicle damage or pruning cuts or any kind of wounding, too many of them is going to put a real draw on the tree's resources. Right. And its ability, so you hit the trunk of a tree, okay, that's probably not as bad as some people might think. When we start taking out too many branches, yeah. and branches that have leaves or needles on them that photosynthesize and create that stuff, you start removing too many of those. Then again, stress. Yeah. And there was an interesting, Shigo has had an interesting point where limbs that are really long right well you got to kind of take good care of those because it has to that those that foliage on the end has to support the limb itself right on top of what it needs to do for the rest of the tree right so you can't just cut it no i mean there's good the the tree needs it or it might not but you got to make some of those decisions so we're talking about cuts then and you have to because humans have to live around trees true Okay, and there's no getting around that. Dead branches. And not only dead branches, but even live branches that have to be um, done away with because of where they're at, so on and so forth. Is there a set angle for a correct pruning cut, or can you just can you just cut the limb anywhere? 
if you're looking at a branch mm-hmm. coming out and it's reaching into your bedroom, yeah, okay, uh, I could cut it, mm-hmm. or you could cut it. Yeah. If you cut it, where would you cut it? Okay, so there's or definitely is there... yeah. So three things there, um, in, in indiscriminate cutting and the repercussions of that. Um, well, I guess maybe just two, and then cutting it back at um, back at the tree. So <clears throat> the placement of that cut is it's strategic more right. than anything because there's a uh, there's a branch bark ridge and right there at that branch bark ridge and if you look at the and there's a collar so when you look at a branch that come protrudes from a tree it'll have this like kind of swell yes and then kind of like wrinkles mm-hmm. and then you'll get the more cylinder branch branch that comes out of that so you want to cut just above that collar. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of just starting at that collar mm-hmm. and cutting straight down. Okay? Right. What ends up happening is the branch is too heavy and it rips down and damages that collar. Okay? <clears throat> yeah. I've done that. Too. So, no, there is a way to cut that properly. You do an undercut and then a top cut and then they do the finish cut, which is going to be right at that branch collar. Now, what I said earlier about strate- uh, strategy is it's not leaving a stub, right, and not cutting flush to the trunk of the tree, so that it's the smallest yet Those least invasive or least, you know, issue there um, to be able to grow over quickly for the tree. You'll use less resources to grow over that wound. So proper pruning cuts are huge, right? Because you're if you're a good arborist and you're making surgical cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, then you want to make all those cuts as efficient as possible. And with sharp. And with sharp tools. tools. And if necessary, clean ones. Uh, because verticillium wilt, uh, many diseases can get past dirty hand saws or from one part of the tree to the next. True. Um, how, you know, uh, I, I definitely have been asked by homeowners whether or not I clean my tools. Now, this is something grandma did. Mm. Okay. Mm. I, I know what you're going to say. And you know what? Paint it the bothers trunk of, me paint the that trunk you of the said no. Yeah. Because she would paint trunks and she would paint limbs that she would shoot in wound dressing, stop, okay. rock. You said no. So, Grandma says yep. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> well, I named this company after her, Tillis. I understand. So I love her to death. However, the, the painting on the trunk of the trees, she had mulberries, mm-hmm. that was a... Um, I believe it's a wives' tale. It might have had something to do with it, but it was to paint the trunks of the trees to avoid insects crawling up them, getting in them, getting in them, whatever. And they spent time and money and did that to trees. Yeah. I, it's crazy. You would drive down Las Vegas yeah, anywhere. Did a few times. Yeah. We had lots of buckets of white paint. Yeah, bucks of white paint. Paint. What are you doing this? Making I don't even know. Anyways, um, and then oh, okay, and then painting, um, wounding cuts. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't help. Well, like earlier. Compartmentalization, coated. The compartmentalization of decay in trees. Tree has a natural defense mechanism um, to prevent decay from moving in. Now, that, that, that system only works for so long and under certain conditions, and when those conditions start to change, then we can see decay move in quicker. So if you make a really big cut, it's gonna take a really long time and a lot of resources for that tree to wound over the top of it. Um, and by that time, typically, now we have a cavity. Mm-hmm. And now when we have cavities, we need to have them inspected. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and so I think I had to wrap my brain around uh, decay. Uh, next question was, is uh, decay is a disease? Yep. And I think at first I thought decay wasn't. Um, I just thought, but I didn't think of a tree as so much more of a live presence that if you can't stop decay and it continues to grow, then it's a disease. It mm -hmm. will kill the tree eventually. Eventually that's what happens to a tree once it finally outlives its lifespan is it just, well, it just comes overwhelmed with, uh, with decay enough, it just fails. Right, and it's typically because there's a pathogen um, that's aiding, aiding and that. And there's a speed up process to that. Tree um, is low in vigor, mm -hmm. uh, can, cannot produce more wound wood. Um, yeah, and, and then that's when we start to look at, you know, trees turning into hazards. Yeah. And what we need to do from there and evaluating them. And, and I think it was funny we were looking at some pictures. Mm-hmm. And the centers of trees that were hollow, yeah, yet still like com like fully functional. Oh, totally. And then, so the next question was: uh, heartwoods, heartwood, the center of the trees, contains living cells? No, no, no. They eventually have become. Yeah, as the tree grows, the meristem. You know, you've got the cambium, um, and the xylem, and. Um, uh, they 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 begin to start taking on different functions in the tree as the tree starts to grow outward um, outward um, and then as that tree starts to grow outward those cells slowly start to become non-functional and become what we call the heartwood mm -hmm. kind of like your bone okay for the most part however um, you can still have up to seventy you can have up to thirty percent decay and that tree still be safe right. I often explain to clients, if you were to take a glass and turn it upside, you know, if you took a glass and put it upside down, you could, almost, you could stand on it, although the glass is hollow. Mm -hmm. Now, you could take, you know, some sort of tool and cut a portion of that, the edge of that glass out, and you could still supply a lot of weight to it, right? Mm -hmm. But as that glass starts to disappear from the rim there, right. then that's when we start to have problems. Don't be standing on it. That's... Yeah. I was just kind of uh, giggling a little bit about this next question because I remember painting those trees and those big fat red ants, they would be painted white mm -hmm. and they'd still be crawling all over those trees. And I guess uh, we might have answered it already, but do ants speed up uh, the decay process? They have to if we're trying to paint them. No. Um, I would say that ants merely just clean out the decay you know they're they're not eating the tree right it's 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 a home they're nesting there right you know so if anything they're going to expose um issues um in the tree and you know obviously i think it's a great idea for anybody to have an arborist come out and take a look um and see an evaluation right you right. know well, that will bring me to um, maybe actually meeting us. Actually meeting us. Hmm. We will be at training day. It's a training facility. They're having an open house to invite clients to learn more about what they do with the health of training. And then 
we've been invited to be there to present a little bit and show other people what we believe trees can do for your health oh, and for your yeah. environment. And that meetup, open house, is Saturday, January 27th from 4 to 6 p.m. at training day. And the address is 4225 Southeast 82nd Avenue. It's across the street from um, a uh, Walmart. And it's a pretty easy location to get to. And there's plenty of parking nearby. So come out, say hi, meet us. And uh, we'll be happy to say more to you. Dust? Uh, there's going to be a pull-up competition there. Oh, my God. So uh, come ready. Um, uh, other than that, come visit us on the web. Yes, we are. Tillistree.com. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think you tried. I did. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night.